0: Welcome to Treasure in Earthen Vessels.
1: In this podcast, we seek to let the light of Jesus Christ shine through the cracks of our imperfect lives. We are your hosts, Aaliyah Gilbert and Candace Stevenson. Thank you, ladies, for joining us today. This episode, we are looking at how to deal with negative emotions. So this entire season, we've emphasized from Proverbs 31, the verse that says, she looketh well to the ways of her household. And definitely a big part of the home and the house is there's going to be emotions. God has made us emotional creatures, um, and especially women. We deal with a lot of emotions. So today we want to talk about how you can deal with those things biblically. First, we want to say that emotions are not sin, Jesus, when he was on earth, he displayed emotions. He had compassion and love, and he cried. He uh, felt sorrow and grief. So we know that emotions are not sin, but what we do with our emotions, it can be a sin. So we need to do what Jesus did with his emotions. And what he did over and over again um, is he took them to God in prayer. So we have recorded in the Garden of Gethsemane, you know, right before Jesus died, when his spirit was heaviest, he was praying to the Lord. Um, And we know other places in the Bible talk about how tears really catch the attention of God. In Psalm 56, verse 8, it talks about how God puts them in his bottle and they're in his book. So God is recording our tears. And there's lots of places where it talks about, blessed are those who mourn and God's interested in our pain. He's interested in the emotions we feel because he cares for us. And he has a way for us, like an outlet for us when we have those emotions that we can resolve them with him and we can use them in a in a glorifying way rather than in a sinful way. So emotions have they always have like a cause and effect kind of thing. The emotion is the effect from a cause. Your emotion always has some object. So something causes your emotions and i know it's kind of popular to be like you know the joke of like the husband like hey honey why are you crying and the wife's like i don't know (laughs) (laughs) but there actually is something whether it's lack of sleep or whether it's your hormones or whether it is there was hurtful words or you know there was a misunderstanding and you read something the wrong way there's always going to be a cause behind your emotions So all that is in introduction to here's four different ways and four different steps with dealing with your emotions. So first of all, you need to identify the cause. So there is a cause and you need to figure out what is causing your emotions. Is it a sin like self-pity or jealousy? Or is it a hurt? Someone said something to you that was unkind. Or maybe it's a loss and you're grieving something that you've lost, a friendship or a loved one that's passed away, something like that. But we've got to find the cause, even if it's hard and a little bit ugly to look at ourselves in a very scrutinizing way. We've got to go back and it can be painful to go back and figure out what's causing this emotion but it's going to help you so much going forward if you can identify the cause.
0: Yeah, I think it's hard for us to sometimes get ourselves to that point where we stop and think, okay, what what is driving this? Mm-hmm. You know, because we're, we're in the midst of these emotions. They're raging, whatever it is. We just Sometimes we just like to stay in those emotions. Yeah. Even if we're crying, even if we're angry, moping, disappointed, misery loves company like we love to be sometimes we just love to be miserable and we don't really want to deal with the emotions but we have to stop ourselves and think okay what is what's causing this and sometimes we already know sometimes it is hard to know sometimes i you give that example my husband asked me and, and in the moment i'm just like i don't know what's going on I'm just, yeah. ah, you know yeah. <laughs> but you have to stop and and Ask yourself these questions, trying to figure out what's going on, and sometimes it's it's not an easy answer sometimes there's multiple things that have been building up, you know yep, that get puts us in the spot, and we have to we have to work through that, and that that's a process, but it's so important to get to that point
1: yes, and that takes us directly into the second thing, which they feel like really close, like they're really related, but we're going to talk about how they're actually different. Um, the next thing is speak truth to yourself. So the first thing, you're identifying a cause, and it might feel like you you know the cause is that someone said something mean to you. But then when you're actually speaking the truth to yourself, and sometimes going backwards, looking at the cause, you might think you know what that cause is. But when you look at it in reality, you're going to see the truth presents it a little bit differently than maybe what we're remembering or how we've been hurt by something. Philippians 4, eight talks about how you are to think on things that are true. And that's going to clear up a lot of emotions when we deal in truth and we look at things hard core.
0: Yes, I like how Elizabeth George addresses it in her book, Loving God with All Your Mind. She talks about when it says "what's sort our of things are true, you think about true, what is truth is also what is real, what is reality. Mm-hmm. And so it's easy in our emotional state to see something in a way that maybe it really wasn't. We got offended because someone didn't respond to us when we reached out to them. And we think, oh, they must be mad at us. Oh, they, you know, what did, what did we do? Oh, they're being snobby, whatever it may be. And we're hurt by that. And our emotions and we get all riled up instead of stopping and, and thinking, okay, what is the reality? The reality is I said something, they didn't respond, but I don't know why they didn't respond. Maybe they didn't hear me. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe they said something and I didn't hear them. You know, whatever the situation is, we have to look at it and focus on what, what is reality rather than on what our emotions have conjured up and all these, oh, I betcha that they're mad at me because... This or I think it's because of, you know, we like to do that. We like to come up with all these reasons that validate our emotions rather than actually focusing on what is real and true.
1: Yes. So if you're going back to the truth and you're finding the truth, you're going to have to look at it very objectively. Try and take yourself out of the equation and just look at the scenario. That will clear up a lot, but it won't clear up everything. You know, there are legitimate, you know, let's say you've lost a spouse or a child or a dear friend. Um, The reality is that you have lost that person and that grief isn't going to go away. Now, if they're a Christian, you know, we obviously don't sorrow as someone without hope, but there's still that loss there. Um, And so it's not just saying, oh, speak these truthful flowery things so that all these negative emotions go away. You are going to deal, you know, in a sinful world, you're going to deal with sorrow and grief and hurt And people are going to say things that are legitimately maybe untrue about you or very hurtful just because they were trying to be hurtful. And you're not misunderstanding it. That's really how it happened. But another part of speaking truth is to speak about God. Because what God says in his word and who he is would never change. It will never change. And so he is always truth. So you can speak to yourself comfort from God's word, and you can speak about who God is, and that can be a comfort to you in a time when you are facing something that's very hard. But if you want to heal and not get bitter, then you're gonna have to speak truth to yourself, whether those feelings are legitimately caused by a hurt or a pain or whether it's perceived and we've created these emotions. Um, And like Ali was saying, we just sometimes like to dwell in those. Either way, it's never wrong to speak truth to yourself.
0: So yeah, it's so important. You know, I look back at times in my life when different struggles that I was having, and the longer I stayed in that state of mind of focusing on what was wrong, focusing on my problems. I'm a very introspective person, so often I'm looking at myself and I'm thinking, What's wrong with me? Why do I keep struggling with this? Why is this always going, you know? And as I continued to focus on that, I just continued to spiral down in this negative whirlpool of uh, negativity. Yeah. (laughs) And I didn't get anywhere. I stayed there and life was just horrible. It wasn't until I started turning to the Lord, thinking of what is true, the truth of God's word, and thinking of him, of his promises, and also on looking at what God tells us to do, the kind of thoughts he tells us to think, the kind of actions he tells us to take. And instead of looking at myself and what was wrong with me, I had to look at God, who he was, and at what the things he was telling me to do, and he tells us to in everything, give thanks. And uh, so instead of, oh, everything's terrible. I I can never, I'm a terrible person. I can never do anything right. I'm going to thank the Lord that he's given me the ability to live for him, that he has saved me, that he has given me a new day, you know, choosing to look at the truth and see what
1: it is God's telling us to do that's like piggybacks right into number three, go to God in prayer. And the flip side is don't go to everyone else with the problem. So when we are like super emotionally charged, we like to share. Sometimes it's, you know, just depending on how, you know, exactly what you're dealing with. Usually if it's like you're angry or something, that's when we really are emotionally charged and we're ready to share (laughs) way before we've had time to think. Sometimes hurts and stuff like that. We're not you know, eager to share that. But it can just be so easy to try and rely on someone else, a spouse, uh, your mom, your best friend, um, the pastor's wife. We can go to all these other people about this terrible situation and just how hard we're having it and how much we're struggling with it. Um, But if if we're missing that key ingredient of going to God in prayer over this situation, you're not going to be able to get over these emotions and heal you don't want to charge God foolishly, and you don't want to lash out at other people. But those are things that we do, unfortunately, rather quickly, if we're not going to God in prayer about it. Proverbs 25, 28 says that he that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. So we don't want our emotional state just to be, we're allowing in, we have no defense, you know, we're allowing in any kind of attack, um, because we aren't fortifying ourselves in the Lord. The Lord calls himself a strong tower. We've got to run to the Lord with these problems. And I love Hebrews four um, fifteen and 16. It talks about how Jesus is our high priest. And it says, for we have not an high priest, which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. I just love that because Jesus lived a very human life. He was 100% God, but he was 100% man. And he dealt with the infirmities and the feelings of infirmities. He knows what it's like to be weary and tired at the end of the day. And he knows what it is to be betrayed, you know. So he understands the feelings that we're having Um, But we can go to him and we can obtain grace to help in time of need. So then the last thing um, after identifying the cause, speaking truth to yourself, and then go to God in prayer, the last thing is to act on the truth. So we've talked about, you know, you're, you're going backwards, you're identifying the cause, then presently you are speaking truth to yourself. And then you're going forward. You're going to be praying to the Lord, asking for his help, seeking his grace. Um, But also going forward, now we have to choose actions that line up with the truth. Um, So it's very easy to to hold something over someone. They did this to me on purpose. When the truth is, we don't actually know that. That's a total assumption. So going forward, we're going to have to act on truth that doesn't feel very nice because we feel like they did it on purpose, But if we're going to choose to act on truth, then we're actually going to say, I'm going to give this person the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to go out of my way to shake their hand and say hello to them and how are you? And we are making ourselves, you know, we're acting out a godly life, even though we don't feel like doing it. It's not what our feelings would tell us to do. Um, But we have to actually dictate to our feelings sometimes with our actions and say, maybe you don't feel like going to church on Sunday, you know, but we're going to dictate to ourselves, I'm going to act on the truth. That I should be in church, that I should be a kind person, um, you know, give the benefit of the doubt, that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, I think this might be, might be the hardest one to do. You know, actions always seem to be the hardest thing. We might be able to recognize what's going on and, and realize that our emotions aren't in the right place. We might be able to look at what is the truth in reality, but then to actually act upon it. To actually carry out and choose, instead of being grumpy right now, I'm going to be cheerful. Mm -hmm. Uh, Instead of being annoyed over the situation, I'm going to be thankful. And that's very hard, especially if you, in the moment, um, at least I know for me, when things happen in the moment, it's extremely hard for me to let go. (laughs) Let go of my annoyance, of my frustration, and uh, make a choice to behave according to truth. And yet I think about the the rewards of when we do that. I can think um, last year we had a situation where we were expecting to have a fun day. We had plans, things we were going to do. And uh, something happened. I think it was the night before something happened and it messed up our plans. And uh, ordinarily, I do not like when my plans get messed up, especially when it's last minute. Me too. Um, Like, that just makes me frustrated, annoyed, you know, ruins the day kind of thing. And so the next morning I woke up and I remember sitting in bed and thinking okay, Lord, I I am disappointed about this and I want to be upset about it, but I also know that you want uh, want us to be thankful and everything and to choose to rejoice in him. And so with your help and strength, I'm going to choose joy and I'm going to choose to focus on you and be thankful for the blessings that I do have, be thankful for what we can still do today. And the day went on and I kind of later on in the day, I realized wow, I've just been enjoying myself and not really thinking about the fact that things got changed and we weren't able to do exactly what we were able to do. And it was rooted in the fact that I made a choice at the beginning of the day to act on God's word and to choose to enjoy what I could enjoy rather than focusing on all the bad, the negative of the situation. And it's not, it's not because of me is because of the Lord, because when we choose to act on his
1: word, he gives us
0: the strength and the ability to do it.
1: Yeah. And your emotions will follow your actions. Yes. Hopefully this has been a help for you just four simple things, but things that we believe would really help identifying when you're dealing with these negative emotions, where they're coming from and what the truth is, and then how to move forward with that. So until next time, thanks so much for joining us on Treasure in Earthen Vessels.